another story and we are some hippies these are my friends come along with me see how the story ends welcome back to a new world order folks welcome back well it's not new yet is it we're working on it it's uh it's like my computer you know, I feel like I'm in a new world order right now on this thing. I tell you what. <laughs> you know what you remind me of? What did I watch the other day? Pulp Fiction. You remind me of like a crossover between like Pulp Fiction and, and a stand-up comedian. Yes. You know? I don't yes. know if that's what you're going for, but... That was the whole... I think that's where Quentin Tarantino was going with that movie the whole time as well. So hey, you're not I feel wrong. like I'm on the right path. Yeah. Well, hey, guys, if you're new to our show, we're the Professional Hippies. We like to bridge the gap between professionalism... Whatever that means for you, success, and kind of some hippie woo-woo. Whatever that means for you. Hopefully nothing bad. Venus is in retrograde, apparently. So uh, today we wanted to dive into a little bit of, uh, yeah, a whole lot of something, nothing. You know, your beliefs are projections and illusions of past Yeah, let's beliefs, break down all those illusions. walls. Yeah, 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 man. Um, no, so in all sincerity... Did you see what Putin said? What was that today? Yesterday? I didn't see it at all. I just saw he said maybe something like, we're going to nuke you if you don't agree with us or something. What is going on over there, man? I don't know. That's why I'm glad I live over here. <laughs> Amen, brother. <laughs> Sounds no, like a lot I, of problems I, over there. When I see that, I'm like, all right, you started this over something that no one really agreed with and now you're threatening nuclear warfare because of a threat to your motherland because of something you started that is the definition of a guy getting in a fist fight at a bar being drunk and starting some shit and then going to the truck and getting a handgun it's like hey yeah what are, what are we doing here i mean i don't think you really would though i think it's just all flub just to be like i'm gonna do it and then you know because why would he? Because then it ruins his rule. I think he would. You think he would? I think it ruins think his rule. If he does well, that, he pulls the trigger that we're all dead. Then no one's happy. You know. I don't think we're all dead. So that that's the thing. Um, it, just weirdly, I mean, no. I'm dead. I live in a location where that thing is hitting. I'll tell you that much. So. Yeah, I mean, I hear you, but would he strike the U.S.? Do you think if he's like, "Hey, I'm going to pull this trigger. I'm just going to go ahead and like go mad," or do you think if he, he pulls does? It, if he pulls at one, if he pulls one nuclear bomb, even if it doesn't come to the U.S., it's an all-out world war for sure. There's so many things out there in the world that like are recognizing that if one nuclear bomb goes up in the air, they're all, like quite a few of them are launching at once just to vaporize. Here's the deal. One. I don't think so. Hear me out. Here's my thought process. I think if he pulled one. It's going to be to what demoralize the state of Ukraine, right? It's going to be a strategic strike, probably be Kiev. If he does that, I think all of the other crazy ass people that are his allies, take China, China's going to be like, yo, I want no fucking part of that. I don't think anybody else pulls a trigger. I think they'll go, whoa, man, what are you thinking? And I think the people closest to him on the inside realize everything they have that they're about to lose all their families all their friends everything they know and they kill them i think they might do that before that even happened like if he was serious right and he's like oh no we're gonna do that 
I think there would definitely be people that would probably try to assassinate him before that. Well, so even uh, I think I saw the update today is that, you know, he's declaring a partial mobilization of the reserves. But the ironic part is that there's no real word on what that means, like as far as the the declaration of like mobilization for his reservist troops. It actually, the language is so ambiguous that they mean that they can draft anybody they want. So one of the things that they said already is that if you protest this mobilization, if you protest the war, you'll be drafted and sent to Ukraine. <laughs> That's one of the yeah, ways. But, but what what if they do that? Then? then they draft you and then you can just, they take you to Ukraine and then you just run and get over there. All right, good luck. Because I've heard there's been soldiers over there that have definitely that aren't fighting at all. Most just of them. Like, what are we doing here? What? Yeah. Like, so I I don't know if you follow any of that stuff, man. But I've been all over it kind of since the beginning. Like my feeds are full of it, and just seeing the supplies that they're getting. Like Russia just struck a deal with North Korea to get arms. So you know, there's counterpoints. Wait, North Korea's getting arms from Russia, or Russia's excuse me, getting... Russia is getting arms from North Korea. Those are going to be shit firearms. Why would they do that? That makes no sense. Just saw a video today of uh, a team intercepted some supplies from, they didn't intercept, the the Russian troops retreated, and they went and got some of their medical supplies. Some of the bandages were from 1973. Ah, perfect. So, like, they show, like, the food they're getting, the supplies they're getting, the guns, and all that kind of shit, and they're like, dude. Imagine you've been shot, right? The medic comes up to you, and he pulls out the first aid kit, but instead of it being, like, that nice white, it's, like, starting to film yellow. It's that beige. You got that nice beige color that happens in old first aid kits, and you're like, wait a minute. That's all we got, buddy. Yeah, because, like, what are they fighting for? I mean, I don't know. We don't have to hang hang out on this topic too long. But, like, speaking of a new world order, I mean, think about being in a world now where we're all realizing, hey, war. India's leader called out uh, Putin on that and was like, hey, we don't live in a world anymore where war is, like, a thing you can really do as a first world power. So, yeah. What are you doing? What's what's the game plan here? You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, he does have doesn't he have um cancer? Yeah, and, like, and a lot of people were saying that maybe he's just gotten to the point where he knows he's going to die, so he's like F it, who cares at this point? Yeah, but his whole thing from the beginning's been the legacy of reuniting the Soviet Union. But once he sees it's not going to happen. <laughs> once he sees it's probably not going to happen anymore. And then he's just like, well, if I, if I can't have what I want, nobody can have what they want. That's What's really pissing like him off is the amount of shit we're sending over there. They're like, hey, if the U.S. wasn't backing Ukraine, if NATO wasn't backing Ukraine, then we would have had this shit over real fucking quick. But what they can't compete with is just our guns, our missiles. And We're well, competing with the world, kind of helping, besides China, helping Ukraine and being like, here you go, Ukraine. Keep when going. it comes to NATO, we we are the world. <laughs> we're know? not gonna like, we're not gonna send you people, but we'll send you some cash. You get I it. saw some crazy stat. I want to get an iPad specifically for looking up stats while we're recording. Um, but something about how our GDP and our industry being driven by war—that since America's inception, how many wars we haven't been a part of like there was some like weird i think it was like a six-year period since america's inception of us not being a part of a war i mean it was something absurdly small where 
it was just some obscure reason, but like, that's what we do. We supply the world with shit. A lot of that shit being guns and shit. We're good at it. We're look really at me. good. At I look it. like I prove. I look you like. Do, I what's that guns? movie where the the guys uh, <laughs> supply all the guns and stuff? Dogs I forgot something? the movie. Yeah, something War Dogs. War Dogs. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's exactly like the Sean guy. With you know, the, need a cigar. Do you smoke cigars? You like cigars? Yeah, I like cigars. Should have one right now. Bam. I've never really gotten into it. Just the synthetic I, stuff for me. Uh, what is it? Uh, Joey actually. Yeah, he works at um. At, at Honeywell and does the the arms, you know, works on some of the stuff that goes at arms and talks about uh how you know U.S. basically keeps the stuff that's perfect, but some of the things that are just off get sold to to the other countries. So, you know, I mean, we make a ton of money off of selling weapons to our allies, but they always get the things that are a little off, so they're never perfect. Like, Wait, so back to I think you've clarified this before, but Honeywell's not just ham. Honeywell's not just. <laughs> <laughs> no, they 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 don't even just do your. They your do AC make ham, units. right? No, they, that's honey honey. Um, that's honey Is baked. That honey? It's a company called Honey Baked Ham. There's a company called. So that. this whole time, I've been thinking that dude works for a ham company, and he works for the exact opposite, like engineering and. Well, I mean, he could he could you know keeps he works for a company that creates the thermostats to keep the ham cold. You know that other people provide, but he works in the 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 arm like the he creates the chips that go into. He doesn't make ham. That's all I was trying to get about to. Doesn't doesn't make ham. Okay, cool. We're on the same page now. But well, aren't we all? You know, (laughs) aren't we all really? No, he does not. Honeywell is not a uh, ham company. They are a everything else company. Roger. (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean. It just blows me away when it comes to like the business of war, and that's kind of becoming like an outdated business. I mean, it, it in one respect it is isn't. It's in becoming one more of the instead of the business of war, it's becoming more of the business of just defense. Like, yeah, you know, just kind keep, of defending the lines that are right there. You just, keep, you just keep making bigger and bigger stuff, and everyone. It's like you know any sales company. It's like. Imagine Cutco. They come up with their new knives. Hey, this knife I sold you last year is great, but this new knife that's just came out is even better. You should buy this one. You know, it's kind of like the same idea with defense now. This missile was great that you bought last year, but now this missile, new one I created, absolutely can fuck yours over. So you should buy this one instead. Invariably, we somehow came full circle back to the ham. Well, so like the missiles that (laughs) we recently utilized to cut the guy down at the window that like deployed... The four yeah. arms, right? That's that makes cool. sense because, hey, that has to be, from a business standpoint, that has to be highly precise, right? It's, I mean, when you talk about a strategic uh, killing operation, like, they're trying to minimize the damage, you know, the uh, fallout from the impact there. So they're trying to get one guy and one guy only. Hey, that's a lot of fucking money to make sure that thing goes exactly where it's supposed to go versus that, before more scary or less scary to you what's more scary when i was telling you about this the other day this dude released a ai on twitter where you can submit your picture to his twitter account and his bot will go look up uh if you took the picture in public it'll go through all the open source cameras in the area and send you a video as a reply of you 
getting the picture taken of you. Like if you're doing a selfie, <laughs> it'll send you a video from public cameras videoing you taking the selfie of yourself. Now that would be interesting to, because you can get into the White House, right? Like you can, you, there's a process to get in the White House and it's like a 30 day process in order to get that tour to happen. It'd be funny to do that in there in the middle of the White House, then send him the video and just see what act level. Well, it's open source. No shot. If there's one place I, I would be pretty fucking. That's certain. what I wonder. Yeah. That's what I was just wondering. Like, would it be there or, or how close you do multiple selfies? Like one just outside the White House. Does he where does the, the, yeah. Where is the, where's the line breakdown? Yeah. Up to, I don't know. That is that pretty point. interesting. I mean, it, it just uses facial recognition software and, um, and another maybe thing you go too. The Capitol building. Maybe Have you seen that. the bots that are creating artwork now? The AI bots oh, yeah, are all the AI. There's all kinds of stuff out there. It's it's kind of interesting. I saw a guy doing it actually the other day. And all he would do was like drag his mouse over it and it would create it instantly. But mm-hmm. I was kind of like, that's cool. But I don't know. I kind of, he's like dragging it over. And I'm, and, I, and what came to my mind is there's going to be so many people out there now that try to use this as a, almost like uh, copying art almost and then trying to resell it and saying it's the original. I feel like people are going to do that with AI stuff. And Dude, look at this original art. And it's like, and, yeah, it and is, AI it, won an art show it. for the first time the other day. It it was AI that made this art. The guy was like, hey, that's my picture. And it won the art show. See, that's BS, in my opinion. You're, like, you're not really creating. I think it is because they're not really creating it. It's really the computer that's creating it. So how oh, are you going sure. to take credit? How is he going to take credit and say it's his? which I think a lot of people are going to do now. You're going to go to Art Basel in like 10 years, and it's all going to be freaking AI stuff until the I banana mean, guy comes along and throws a banana on the wall. I'm excited for it because, like, what are what are your beliefs and expectations and projections to the world if not just a conglomerate of previous expectations, beliefs, and agendas piled on your plate? But and doesn't so, that come down to as well with art, with that art, right? And they start creating art now the AI, if you're, if everything starts going that direction, right, with AI, the AI is only working to the point of what it has picked up so far. So then mm-hmm. if our creativity starts going down, everyone starts creating, starts going down, it becomes limit, limited, right, the AI. So the creativity goes down because it's not coming up with its own creativity on its own. It's limited to what it's seen so far. Well, that that's all artists. No, the any. I think our brains are the one of the most imaginative things. Yes, it, it it is somewhat limited, but it's also creative to a point, right? Yeah, so you can but, create something new that you've never even seen or thought of, right? Like I could jot down one of the most craziest monsters I've ever seen in my life, and I could guarantee that's never been anywhere else. But it'll have an arm. Can you though? A head. Can you? Yeah, yeah. At least squiggly line it. I don't know. If I saw a squiggly line thinking my dream monster, that'd be pretty crazy. But it's at least going to have like an arm, a leg. It might be a blob, something like that. But then I create it from there. I mean, I'm with you. I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. But the the thing about computers is it's it's kind of converging into, into singularity where they're, they're an extension of us, right? And absorbing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing is that a human doesn't have the capacity to process information or pull into the wealth of information that's already being produced every second in the world right now right Mm -hmm. so the originality that can come from a computer is potentially far more advanced than any amount of originality that could come from a human 
from one human, correct. So it's pulling originality from everything that we've ever done into one singular point, correct, that no one could comprehend, right? So I guess, but if you were to tell it to create something new from that, could it? But how do you define new? I think everything around us was new at some point. Like, uh, I don't know, this laptop that I'm working off of, no, that wasn't there 50 years ago, but someone had to be creative and think about it. The Apple iPod, that was a new creation. Someone had to think outside the box in order to create that and design that. So, like, thinking outside the box, I guess that's where I'm getting at. Thinking outside the box isn't really the AI's point. It's literally thinking inside the box of whatever has been pushed into it. When it comes to AI, I mean, a lot of the software and and the way it thinks is through mutation. Correct. Computating mutations until it figures out the path of least resistance or a path that works initially, so to speak. And so that's a form of creativity, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. It's kind of like uh, with, I'm going to... I think this is maybe different AI than than what, what we're talking about, but let's talk about like the Teslas, right? The Teslas are all pulling in information everywhere that they're driving around, right? So that way it can predict the next thing. But if you were to put something new in front of it that it's never seen before, let's say a, a Tesla's around the world had never seen somebody on fire, right? Just like somebody, they, they know a human, don't hit the human, but you light a human on fire and all of a sudden there's a human on fire in front of it. It's never seen that before. It might just not recognize it and keep going forward. Might help the guy out, hit him quicker. Might just get, get rid of the problem, right? He'd be like, thank God that Tesla hit me. But it's kind of, that's kind of where I'm going at is that it's all the technology, all the, all the, all the Tesla's picked up around the world, like a human, this type of human wearing this, this type of doing this, one pushing a baby, whatever it is, don't hit that thing. But it's never seen a human on fire. Now it needs to predict, is that a thing or not, or does it even see it at that point? Well, it just learns through data, right? The same way a human learns. And so, you know, what I'm presenting is that evolution is just a series of mutations, right? Correct. I mean, that's how life works is through mutation. And then all of a sudden, hey, like that bug looks like a leaf because the one that looked a little bit more like a leaf survived, the one that didn't died, and then it eventually you know, evolved into something just like a leaf because it had the highest survival chance. And so when you take AI in in the status that it's in right now, like, hey, yeah, no shot, we're definitely more creative. But when it takes all that information and inventions and evolution typically comes from, you know, innovation, necessity is the mother, mother of all innovation. So if you can present something to AI that can source all of this information, we have a problem like, hey, we got to solve global warming or, you know, this building can only be built 1,032 feet. How do we get it to 1,500, you know, whatever. Um, that AI has the ability to su- source much more information, much more rapidly and compute through mutations a solution, a creative solution that a human can never present potentially. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that. Definitely just sourcing all the information quicker. And we're getting away from art, but I mean, that's just what's coming up. It's like, hey... You know, if we wanted to create new mediums, new ways to experience art um, through senses. What? I said this whole podcast is art. What did you call me? I said this whole podcast is art, you dimwit. It's the same volume. I mean, I can hear you just fine. You know, funny enough, my hearing's great on the podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just trippy when you think about, like, where technology's going to be at and... 
Well, AI is going to run the 30, world. 40 years. I mean, that's going to be the new world order, right? When you talk about a new world order, it's going to be some. It's going to be I don't know. You remember Futurama? How there was the floating heads inside the jars from people in the past. Yeah. Except it's going to be AIs. <laughs> they're just going to run it, and then they're going to put themselves on a on a robot that they created, so to give them a more human like form. And then it's well, be I, saw, I saw they they ran a test um, on Mars recently, a, a couple times successfully, where they were able to reproduce uh, oxygen um, using like a synthetic tree, essentially, to like prove the hypothesis of can we produce oxygen on Mars? And so that was kind of groundbreaking for, you know, whatever uh, models we want to forecast for creating a greenhouse environment there. What if we get Mars, right? We get it up and running. It's great. We haven't set humans yet. We just realize we can get that thing running. And then we send AI robots there that are in the form of humans first just to go, like, experiment with it. And then we create the technology so they, they can reproduce. And then Elon goes, my mission is complete, and then just blows up Earth. <laughs> it just starts Boing. to do. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Just calls Putin. Hey, Mars. yeah, you can go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, he'll probably call him up and be like, remember that thing? You know that thing you've always wanted to do? I'm going to do it first. Boop. Oh, yeah, he calls Trump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I do it now, Elon? Can I do it? It's going to be huge. It's going to be the greatest, the greatest the explosion. Greatest. Of all time. Better than Star Wars. People have Better said they've Star seen Wars. fireworks. They they haven't seen anything. This is, this is, it, it is the way I do things. Let's, let's give the AIs a show. You're fired. <laughs> That's what he says right before he presses the button. <laughs> World, you're fired. You're Boop. fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just see like, uh, a really trippy possibility that like, you know, th there's things we can see now that fucking 20, 30 years ago were like, yeah, no shot. That would be an everyday occurrence. But how many years ago was it that we were literally fucking making shit from ore in the ground, like pounding out swords and, you know, shields and shit. What was that? A thousand years ago, like real medieval type bullshit. I mean, say 200 years ago i mean we were doing that in the 1700s too so yeah but we had pretty complex trading systems set up at that point at that point the world's starting to shrink right you know we're so you're talking about like i have literally what's in my surrounding vicinity here yeah like some good old-fashioned like a viking shit like a yeah. viking yeah. yeah 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 i mean like i was probably what the probably the 1500s then right so that was 500 600 years ago Cool. Yeah. I mean, let's call it a thousand years just to be generous. Go to a thousand. Yeah. thousand right. years. So if it took us a thousand years to get where we're at and we just look at the speed of industrial and technological revolution in the last hundred years, mm -hmm. how long do you think it takes on fucking Mars to populate that bitch? What? 50? I mean, Elon's talked about it. He's said it's probably not going to happen in our lifetime. Probably not. Like, but once, once we're like, okay, hey, we've got the logistics figured out. We know we can do it. We just got to get shit there and get it mining, get it going from foot touching down, you know, initial human contact 
to yeah. it being somewhat of a metropolis, like a, a proper functioning city. What do you think? Like 10, uh, 20, 30 years? I guess because we already have almost, it, it, I guess there's already a blueprint, right? So like, hey, we did it here. Once mm-hmm. we got everything that you need to have sustainable once you get there. Yeah, I guess that would be it, right? Like that was probably be 50, 60 years just to be like, all right, we got a school, we got iPods, we got a radio tower, stuff like that out there just to be able to communicate. Imagine DJing on Mars. That'd be sick. Like on the, uh, on a, <laughs> on like Diplo's tour list, one's like Mars. Needs like a week to get back. <laughs> if we're listening to alien sounds right now, imagine what kind of fucking music we're gonna be listening to fifty hundred years from now. I that's hard to imagine, really, because it's really just bleep bloop a lot of times now, right? And besides it's your just classical be stuff, little things you put in your ears or probably like right under your jaw or something that just pump shit straight into your nervous system that makes you drip <laughs> dopamine it's just they're just gonna go sound is outdated we're going for straight dopamine drips just dripping it in do you think with us to, are able to take mushrooms right be able to trip and have psychedelic opening experiences or whatever will ai be able to have that right because you would think ai would learn about psychedelics and would want to experience it i wonder if it would on its own, figure out a way to do it by pulling it from... It would watch The Matrix and probably figure it out that way. Oh, definitely. Yeah, nothing good will come from AI watching The Matrix. That's for damn sure. It's I mean, like, fucks my it's head. Like, on the, like, is there going to be a ban list for AI that they can't, like, open this vault? It could go like into everything books. else in the world, but it does. it's not able to get into this vault. It needs the key master to get in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way, recently Uber got hacked, and they got hacked in a bad way. This hacker used uh, social engineering to talk to one of the um, cybersecurity people and got <laughs> all the way up into what they call, um, what was the name for this mechanism? Like safety breaks, glass breaks, I think is what they call it. So in case something does go terribly wrong, like what was happening, they can hit these glass breaks, safety breaks, and essentially like freeze the system. But the guy sent a screenshot to Uber of their passwords for these safety breaks. So it's like he could not have been further up their ass. He's like, by the way, every single safety measure you have in place to stop me, I control that now. So feel for them. Um, Imagine that is crazy because we do learn about that, you know, being working in a big corporation. You do have to go through training once a year on it. And they teach you all these different ways that come out each year of, of people able to hack. And, like, they send out these mass emails to people, and you click on one of them, it can screw over a company so bad just from clicking on one thing. It's a, it's amazing that there's, like, what do they call it? There's black, black hatters and then white hatters or something mm-hmm. where, like, so, some are good hackers, some are bad hackers. Yeah. Yeah, some people just do it for fun. Some hackers just do it. Like some guy got like 30 grand from Google because he figured out something really simple that was like literally affecting their entire system. And it was like, yeah, something really obvious. And he was like, by the way, like if I put a dot here and a slash here, he's like, I have access to all this shit. And they're like, yo. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, if I move the G 
over to the third O, it just everything goes haywire. <laughs> yeah, but as far as like computers taking psychedelics, I mean, that's the interesting part about the amount of research that we have, the lack of research that we have on psychedelics. Like we don't fucking know what they do to us, aside from modulating our inputs and scrambling our, um, yeah, our, our neural pathways. And so, I, I think like let, let's take for instance like when uh, they have AI solve a maze. And it'll have, you know, a, a couple of dots and sticks it can play with. And it'll start just like creating dots and, um, dots and sticks and, and trying to get through the maze and it'll like fall and break or whatever. And then eventually it'll find a path. But let's say there's like a lot of paths for it to solve this maze. And some are more efficient than others. And it, it's kind of interesting that we develop the same way. We'll, we'll just take a path in life. We'll take a path to solve something, whether that's you're doing a project around the house, like, Hey, here's how I learned how to do it. I know it's going to take me 22 minutes, but there's a six minute way to do it. But if no one ever shows me, I'm not, I'm not going to rework that. Or if I don't ever give myself the opportunity. So if AI learns how to do certain things and it, and it, and it never goes back and retraces that path or looks for another solution, psychedelics for computers would kind of be the, the thing where it just floods all of its inputs and gives it an opportunity to rework those pathways. And that's kind of what we do as humans, right? Like we have, um, what's it called? Myelin that builds up around the connections between your, your, um, neurons. And so this, this myelin's like rubber coating that, that floats between these guys. And it in, essentially insulates the connection, the path, and allows the electricity to float faster and faster and faster. Like every time you're swinging a bat, you know, like that's what your pathway you're reinforcing. When you take some acid, it actually allows new neural pathways to form. It allows your brain to interact with these experiences and these beliefs and these built up mechanisms of, hey, this is a path, this is a path, and identify new paths. So, who knows, man? I don't know what that would be for a computer, just fucking dropping a bunch of water on circuit boards and being like, hey, let's have a fucking trip. But that's not necessarily a solution. It either is not Maybe it's Gatorade. Maybe that's what it is. Pour Gatorade out. Coffee. Could be. I don't know. Like going back to the art and AI creating art, I'm just wondering, like, if you were able to give some AI some psychedelics and then told it to create art, right? Because, like, you have a person, you ever seen those where it looks, it shows some, like, uh, someone draws a, just a simple face drawing, like an artist, and he does really well, and then it shows the progression of a trip, how they're, how they're able to draw it coming all the way through. Like, what would happen if you gave a, like, that guy moving it around the screen, right? It creates perfect art, but then you give it the trip, and how, where does that direction go all of a sudden? <laughs> I had a friend that was really good at art and i was always jealous um well a mutual friend of ours uh his, his ex-girlfriend and i was always so jealous every time we would trip together i'd be like what are you what are you seeing and her ability to articulate and articulate depict what she's actually seeing i was like god damn that, that's what i'm seeing that's pretty fucking cool god damn. but also when you <laughs> When you're tripping, somebody paints something. I mean, you've seen the paintings I make. I'm like, isn't that fucking cool? You're like, that's sick. Next day, it's someone cool. can tell me anything. Black. I'm like, anyone can tell me. I'm like, that's fucking fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> you could be talking about the McDonald's arches, and I'm like, that's they are yellow. They go whoop whoop. <laughs> no, 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 no. You'll just end up talking to a man in a uh, combat 
helmet with boots on. <laughs> Talking about how to solve the world's problems. <laughs> ladies are their big braids. <laughs> One of my favorite things about when you're coming down, specifically acid, I'll tell you what, I have increasingly lost my love for acid. One of the things I do love about it, though, is just that long come down. And if you're with the right people, it's funny as fuck. It's funny as fuck because we all know, hey, we're in for another four hours that we don't want. This is not not over. (laughs) This is going to be uncomfortable for a little while. (laughs) It's just like getting out of the the carnival or the, uh, you know, the, the amusement park. You had a blast. And now it's just that long ass fucking walk to the parking lot, and everyone's leaving at the same time. <laughs> it's to me, it's like when you overindulge on like food or like candies or something. It was great for that moment, but now you're gonna have a nice like four hours of your stomach feeling like shit. After that, <laughs> you're like, dude, are we all glad we went to that candy shop? Dude, I was uh, tripping with some buddies one time, and we had a couple new trippers. And uh, one guy that apparently attempted to trip before, but it didn't settle too well with him. I guarantee you, well, the the experience I saw was probably pretty indicative of the first. And so at a certain point, you know, I'm sitting in my giant inflatable lobster, because what else would you sit in? And um, Yeah, makes sense. I remember just being presented with the question, okay, so like, now what do we do? What? That's right. I love getting that question from you, and then I just open my mouth. That's it. That's all I give them. You're doing it. You're. That, that's what I saw. I was like, "You're doing it." And he was like, "What do? You, wait, what do you mean?" I was like, "All right, let's go do some shit." You know, went to the park. You know, laugh. I tell people and- when they've done that, I go try to tie your shoe, <laughs> like undo your shoe and try to tie it, and then they're like, "Oh, this is I can't," and I'm like. Make not that now you're seeing it like you're in a whole different space now. Like you, you can walk, you can walk, but the simple things before that were super. Your brain had these habits in place; those habits are gone for the next six, seven hours. Welcome back to being a four-year-old. Yeah, welcome back to when you were a kid. I think you what I actually that. ended up doing at that point, uh, yeah, that was on the come down. Actually, we'd gone to the park and came back, and that was when I was I got the okay. So like now, what do we do? Question. The come down is when the that's when it's the worst. I just got the fuck out of there. I went and took a bath. I was like, uh, you'll figure it out. And I just went upstairs. and had a beautiful bath. It was like you know the sick mansion thing we're in. I was like, y'all are bath fucking this up for me. Bath and showers after a trip are definitely the way to piece things back together. While you're tripping, man, you're While just you're like. Tripping. Picking up the water jello and looking at all the fractals, you know, questioning every decision you've made and thinking about all the people you want to say I'm sorry to and regretfully forget after the trip, you know, that you're not full of love anymore. Fuck them people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. After the trip, like, why was I, why was I so compassionate? Why would I ever want to complete those loops? Let me just hang well, on to that to angst forever. Like, so compassionate. Don't do that. Or you're not. What? what? <laughs> Are we tripping right now? Probably. I mean, look at me. 
No, man, when you have people do like the the uh, bro love or just like the really pure drug moments, those are my favorite. You know, when the people are expressing how much they love each other and you, I would just be walking through a place that, you know, we know the consumption of substances are going on. And you're like, oh, do you mean it though? Do you? <laughs> my favorite one is like when you're at a festival and uh, you're at the concert, you're watching the show and the, you make friends with the people next to you. and They're like, we're going to be friends forever. Forever. Forever, buddy. For sure. Forever. Make sure you get my contact info, Charlie. Get it? I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm going to need some help moving. We're friends forever, (laughs) buddy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll put a call on you. (laughs) How many friends? You know, that's a good thing to think about. How many people have we met out that actually stuck around as a result of that interaction? I don't know that I can name zero. <laughs> any. I've got a solid. The only ones I would say that may have stuck around are people that I was introduced to that through an, another mutual friend. And before like you got there. Yeah. Before yeah. you got there. Or maybe even like during it. Because there's been times where I've met those people during the trip. And then uh, I hung out with them afterwards. But it was through that mutual friend. And then you became friends after that, you know, further. But it definitely wasn't like... That friendship was made during that moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that there's honestly one guy that I really wish I would have hung on to was Cheeseburger, though, from Tomorrow World. That was a cool guy, man. <laughs> Most uh, other people, I'm like, I don't know that. There was a guy we had. Remember the, yeah, it was Bonnaroo. Remember that guy that was camping right next to us? Like, legit, like, right next to us at Bonnaroo. And then he ended up finding this, like, purple rock on the ground. He's like, ah, it should be something, and ended up taking it. I do remember that. And he said it was one of the best trips he's ever had. I don't know what it is, but he came by himself. (laughs) He had two tips set up, though, one for when he brought someone back and one for his actual bed. And he brought a chick back that time. (laughs) He said he kicked her out into the other tent. He's like, no, no, no. That's my tent. That's a guy I wish we would. <laughs> this is a good time to mention, out. if you don't want random people in your tent, go to testkitplus.com forward slash professional hippies <laughs> and make sure you grab yourself a test kit so you know what purple mountains you're cramming up your hole. <laughs> Do not take the purple mountains until you test them. We have camp next to some fucking freak shows, though, man. I'll tell you, really, Burning Man, that was the most refreshing thing, is the lack of fucking weirdos right next to us. It was just... Oh, simple professors. Get along. Like an engineer was the first guy the first night. <laughs> They're just like... What's our... I think everyone that actually camped right next to us, it was their for also their first burn. Yeah, well, it makes anyone. sense. Yeah. Like, when we pulled up, I didn't know how far we could go up into that shit. And I was like, I'm not really trying to figure out and piss people off. You don't know what the etiquette is. Honestly, I would prefer it all the same, too, to be that far back. Because it really isn't that far on a bike, you know? No, it's not that far of a bike, especially if you if you plan it out going into it. Now, what would have been cool, and I thought about this later, is you make friends with one of those camps that are right up front. And you ask them if we could just store a cooler there with some mm. stuff. And then that way, when you want to go refresh, you don't have to go all the way back to your camp. You just make friends with them and go, hey, 
grab whatever you want. Only you grab whatever you want. But we're going to kind of use this as a nice refresh point here. <laughs> That's an idea and a half, brother. That's yeah. an idea and a half. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you learn by just going back to stuff like that over and over again. And uh, by the way, if you're listening to this, I know you're listening to this because of the amount of people we had reach out to us. Um, we will be putting together uh, kind of a game plan for you to go. Um, just not our RV, but you're more than welcome to come and tag along with us. That's for sure. Um, yeah, professional dude. Happy. The amount of people that reached out to us after that was just absurd. I had so many people ask, like, I want to know, I want to know, tell me about it, what's going on. Yeah. For sure. Or, like, the people you would never expect that want to go, that are like, hey, I've been wanting to go for years. And I'm like, you can't stomach the idea of going to a regular music festival for two days. Yeah, that's kind of weird that people think. The only, the only thing I could think of in, the, in that instance is it's like... Uh, Someone that normally wouldn't, you know, want to go to a top of a building, but because it's the Empire State Building, they want to go to the top of the Empire State Building. But any other tall building, they're like, oh, yeah, let's, I don't want to go to that. Who cares? But then because it's the, this hit, like, famous building, I want to go to the top of that. Well, it's kind of the th- same thing of, like, you ask anyone who want to go to Bonnaroo and stuff, eh, you go to, I would say the equivalent of Burning Man might be Tomorrow World. That would be the other equivalent one on that side. That's the reason why they want to go to that. And it's oh, just, just so it is so discreet though. Like you can't really find information about what it truly is like. You can ask, ask much of any, tons of people about what Tomorrow World is like or what all these other festivals, but there really is not that many people that have been to Burning Man besides the people that have gone to it over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah, not a lot of virgin blood typically, but that I think it's a little easier to surmise an experience of a music festival than it is whatever the fuck that thing is called Burning Man um, because of those so many unique experiences that are happening constantly. And, and um, yeah, I mean, not to ride that in the ground. It was just. Uh, I can't wait yeah. to experience more of that, like the campsites and what they're doing and what they're producing. You know, I felt like we definitely got sucked into the playa a ton. Which makes sense. I mean, it was beautiful. It was amazing being it's out a there. Vortex of fun, yeah. Vortex of fun, but then like I feel like even more of an experience is going in into the camps and seeing what they even have to offer, you know, out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, champagne tent was my favorite one by far, though. You can walk right on by and get free champagne. Hell yeah, I was <laughs> about that. They got so much cool shit there. It is kind of like a little wonderland. Um, what was I going to say before? It, around the Bonnaroo thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That thought was Okeech- long. Are we going to do Okeechobee? Okeechobee? I'm very open to it. Very open to it. Tickets Daddy, go on sale tomorrow. Daddy also has to sit down and, and look at my plan uh, for money because um, I opened up all my accounts today and I was like, wow, that's that was impressive. So, You ever do that? You get like... You're like so on top of it, and then you give yourself like a little break from looking at it. You're like, yeah, I'm doing good. You know, give myself a little break on looking at these accounts all the time. And then you do come back to it. And you're like, oh, that's why daddy stays on top of it. Right there. Right there. Because it, it's interesting. If you lose the relationship with it, it's just like any other relationship. It has to be nurtured. It has to be maintained. It has, has to be to. paid attention. And, uh, yeah, let that go. And, Wow. 
got to give her attention. You do. And it's not just one. It's all these other. She, they're all crazy, too. They're they all get crazy. wild. God. They just want, want, want. They give, though. That's all they do is give, but eventually they want back. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I was telling Abby today, I was like, I feel called to do like a little personal push um, for 30 days of like getting my life back in order. Because all okay. the chaos from Burning Man, the retreat and stuff, it's like awesome when you flood yourself with uh, novel experiences and growth and things like that. But you have to assimilate it in your life too. So like even meditating, like I don't have any morning practice right now. So I'm super, super out of routine with that, working out. And it's amazing Actually, how I went that... to bed yesterday at 10 o'clock. I woke up at 7.30 this morning. I stretched. I did my first time ever meditating, you know, just like trying to do it. Not first time ever, but like in the morning. Mm-hmm. I've had a great day. Today has yeah. just been great. I was just like, wow, this is how you're supposed to feel <laughs> during the day. Like, oh, well, this is nice. Yeah, man. It, it's that. amazing the difference it has I on your my second beer. <laughs> <laughs> Treat yourself. <laughs> Don't be stingy. Don't be stingy. Treat yourself. Yeah, man. I mean, starting already. Um, well, that was one of the things I was going to tell you before the podcast, but I think it's good for just kind of announcing on here. Um, the experts that I'm, we're going to be tapping and bringing in over the next um, five, six wait. weeks here. I can't yeah. wait to tap into these experts. Well, what I want to do is uh, kind of like learn in a selfish way, but giving that back to the people in this community, you know, so. Yeah, different topics, whatever's interesting to let's us from their, business. Well, let's to, go on their podcast. I mean, <clears throat> that's what we'll be doing. We'll be going on theirs. I would love to go on other people's podcasts. Start talking bring our them. filth, drop it off in other people's dumpsters. Yeah, look at me. Who wouldn't want us on out there, you know? They'd be like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's that's exactly the type of person I want on our podcast. Yeah, no, those are my thoughts exactly. I mean, that, that's why I have you on every week, buddy. Just the Russian-looking guy. Are, do you think you're Russian? Right now I am sure. Putin starts wanting to bomb people. Russian. I don't want to be bombed. Easy, easy. Jellybean doesn't like that. You're upsetting him. Oh, um, Jellybean. Yeah, I don't get so, how people can have a ton of cats. I got one cat, and that's enough to handle. I can't imagine. Two? Fifteen. Yeah. Well, well. your second cat, I feel like, like Jellybean gets what he wants. Your other one clearly gets... Whatever is just given to him. He's a very quiet, quiet dude. He's like, I don't really care as long as I'm not hurt. Yeah, he's trauma reincarnate. That's okay. You know, sometimes, you know, living our best life, it's it's different for everybody. And that poor little guy is scared of his own shadow. So he'll take what he can get. Um, Yeah, man. I don't know. There's a lot to be excited for. Oh, I remember what I was going to talk about with Burning Man. And uh, we kind of land the plane with this one. All those people that want to think that if only the world could run the way that Burning Man runs. Glad you're talking about that. Yeah, there's no way that's possible. There, there, there's so many people I've heard go on bigger podcasts and they're like, oh, yeah, this is a great example of how this could be made and da-da-da. And it's like, do you not think, like, all those things that made all of that run, how was that created? How did those get there? Where did those, like... Those are all brought to that scenario. It's also the community of people willing to give. But the, the, what I thought was crazy was that, yes, 
it, it, these camps are giving out free stuff, but it's it's not the camp. It is a select few people that are wealthy enough to make that thing happen. Then all their workers who you met, who you would meet, that you're getting that free stuff, that's handing you the free stuff, or gifting you, not the free stuff, gifting you the stuff. That person paid the very wealthy people probably $600 to be able to live there, and they have to work shifts, right? So, like, what, you know, if that's how you want the world to be, you're basically paying a tax and then having to work on top of that tax. And then where are you getting those funds from now to have to pay that person to now provide everything that you're enjoying? Where's it all coming from? I mean, it's just like this utopian, idealistic philosophy of how they want the world to run. And I'm like, honestly, no. Um, Love the idea of being able to fuck off and do what I want, but the consistent reminder that there's a police presence around me, didn't love that. No, I would go to those people and say, okay, you want the world to live like that? Totally full. Cool. As long as you're cool with me being the top dog out there, that's cool. You can have, we'll, we'll have the world run how you want that. There are top dogs out there. As long as you're cool with me being the top dog and you're my bitch, that's fine. I'm cool well, with that. Well, I mean, you make so, sure everything's taken care of. Let's walk this back too. At the same time, if we could have a little bit more acceptance in society of boats going down the highway, I, yeah, okay. You know, or icebergs in the middle of, uh, our parks with LEDs sure. and 30 foot sure. tall sheep. I'm okay with I don't, it. I don't think I that's what they're around. talking about though. I think they're more talking that's the about problem. They're not talking no, about the I real things. <laughs> I think they're more talking about the presence of like, cause there's no cash flow out there. There's no, um, sense of like normalcy. Right. Which is interesting because the people that usually want that, or like, oh, the world could be like this, are usually the people that are most uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Right? And so you go, okay, that's fine. Um, let me just go ahead and take you outside to your apartment, and now you get to camp next to the lake that's next to the apartment. Now go survive. Yeah. Now let me take your cash. I got all your cash now. I have all that. I'll gift you with a tent just to be nice, and I will gift you with a ration of a of some ramen every day. Did you throw drugs in there? I kind of blinked out for a second. No drug. No, you got to find your own drugs. That's your problem. Not my problem. No, in this city, no, because in in the camps, their camps aren't providing you drugs. The camps are providing you necessities. Mm. You know, in our world, sure. Necessity would be that, but we're providing that for ourselves. But you go to these camps, right? And they're providing you water, food, shelter. You got your three things. Now you have to work for them. All right. So I give you a camp. Let's say you camp next to a lake. I'll give you some ramen. I'll give you, I'll bring you a daily dose of ramen. You're not getting a whole pack of it. All of a sudden you get, I come by and I drop off two packs of ramen to you today. And I drop off a gallon of water. Now, based off of that, you have to produce everything else and go survive. I don't think a lot of people want that. I really don't. I don't think that's a, a thing oh, that for, would be sought. I forgot after. the neon. A lot of neon, <laughs> a lot of L wire, a lot of glow shit. <laughs> it would be cool. It would be interesting though to let's say that right. Like I was talking about being the top dog, 
it would be interesting to buy an island, like a nice, good size island one day. And then you get all those people that are like, this is what I want. And be like, okay, that's fine. Drop them on the island and you bring them their daily ration. Like I fly, I, I just from a helicopter, it parachutes down, boop, everything that they need for the day. And be like, all right, let's see how long this lasts. Where does this go? That'd be a nice little experiment. Yeah, I don't know. Hey, if you guys want to be a part of Camp Professional Hippies, hit us up. Shoot us a DM on Instagram. Let us know. Um, <laughs> I think after this, going to be like, F that. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to be part of their city. <laughs> um, all right, man. You about ready to land this plane? No, real fast, though. Let's talk about wanting to do another challenge. I think what you were talking about earlier, and you're oh, like, yeah, I want to sure. do another 30 days, right? I'm kind of up for another challenge. I've been thinking about what to do here. Okay. Um, I don't know. Let's 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 just just think of something real fast, right? I felt good after this morning. I was like, I got up. I was like, I want to try to challenge myself to do more of this each day, get more sleep, whatever it, it may be. I do have, let's say it's nine twenty one now. I have like a nice forty days until Halloween comes up. So before my mind lets loose again, I got a nice little thirty day buffer here. Meditation would be a good one. I'd be down for 30 days of meditation. So a good meditation, I think that that would be a good one. I think that would be a good, you know, talking about the experiences throughout the week. Now, do we want to do an increasing amount of time meditating for those 30 days? Or do you want to do the same consistent amount of time? Um, I don't know. What I, comes up for you? I mean, I don't... I did five I, minutes a day, but I felt like... Like I was trying to keep my mind focused. Yeah. I felt like I, you know, out of that five minutes, I might've had 30, 40 seconds of being able to stay focused without my mind. I mean, that's pretty good. 30, 40 seconds out of five minutes. That's really good. Actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If I, I'm I lucky I if I like get out of it, I'm lucky if I get like 30, 40 seconds out of like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, my mind would just start wondering. I was like, man, I was like, crap, bring it back. But like, uh, yeah, I started with five minutes, so I figured if I do more and more, you get to like five minutes, 30 seconds. You do. I get my. I started the clock at five minutes and 30 seconds because I figured I <coughs> I want to do five minutes of meditating, but it get me, gives me 30 seconds to get, like, focused. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. So I did five minutes and 30 seconds, uh, that way 30 seconds of at least, like, getting into the mindset. I mean, I'm down for, like, a minimum. If you want to go over that, um, you know, somewhere between five, 10 minutes feels really good. Okay. If I get in, if I get in somewhere between five, 10 minutes of meditation a day, like that is creating a lot of space for me. Feel great. And it's just cause it's just you loving on yourself. Like that's all that time is. It's just like, Hey, I care enough about myself to take this space for me and allow all the bullshit of the outside world to just fuck off for a little bit. That it was interesting trying to keep that right where I, I had to kind of tell myself halfway through like not no time for that right now. Like there's only it almost reminded me of, you know, when you go on a when you do trip, right, you knew need to be in the right kind of mindset. But you kind of are also telling the rest of everything else in the world to fuck off. Definitely. Like the next you're no, you're no value to the world during that time. Nothing. Especially someone running into a generator. You're like, I can't have no use to them right now. So, like, it's almost in that same mindset for the next five or ten minutes. You have to tell 
everything to F off and only, I, you know, I just want to focus on myself right now. And basically yeah. to me, it was like, I only, not only just only want to focus on myself, but I want to just focus on the one thing that I literally have to do every second of the day to keep myself alive. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what was interesting to me was like having to just push everything else out for just five or 10 minutes. Whereas like you take anything, you're like, Oh, this is, it's easy to do that for, for five, six, 12 hours, whatever it may be just from taking something. But it's so difficult just for five minutes <laughs> to, to, to do that. Dude, just connecting to breath. Just. <sighs> yeah. Do you, I mean, do you, do you better? I was trying to figure out the best way to, to do it out in through the mouth, out through the mouth or in through the nose, out through the mouth. Uh, I mean, everyone's going to have a different philosophy yeah. there. You know, I'm a big fan of Naval Ravikant where he talks about like, Hey, there's so many teachers and, um, techniques, but at the end of the day, man, it's just about clearing space. It's about taking space. So whatever connects for you, you know, I've had teachers say like the spiritual passage is through the nose. So, you know, breathing in and out through the nose is a way to connect more centeredness. Yeah. Which does make sense when you breathe in and out of your mouth, you're creating power. Right. When you think about you exercising, you're typically not going through the nose. You're going through the mouth because you're looking to generate energy versus yeah. when you're breathing through the nose, you're looking to slow and connect more of a spiritual center. So whatever resonates with you, man, just taking space. That's what it's all about. When you said that, the only thing I could, <laughs> the only thing that popped in my head in a moment was what you said. Uh, there's people out there that say that a lot of the energy and stuff goes through your nose, the nasal cavity is everything. <laughs> I just imagine doing a huge line. <laughs> look, man, it all goes through your nose, right? <laughs> That's where all the spirit and the energy. Look, watch. All of a sudden, up, awake, ready to go. You know, it's funny because when <laughs> you reflected that back to me, I pictured someone uh, stark-ass naked spreading their ass cheeks trying to sun their anal cavity. So I think that there's... What is that about? Why is that a thing? It's vitamin D baby it's just straight vitamin d to the anus as so much as possible vitamin we need anus to get tyler panzer on to talk about that that's what we need we need to get the expert on to come I, talk about that clickbait these are the secrets they don't want you to know all right we're gonna leave you folks off with that share with your friends share with <laughs> your loved ones share with those you hate whatever you want to do uh please like and share the episode we love you all Until please next week review us like please it. review us please. and i hope i hope you laid it till the very end to that last part so you can give us less than five stars i'm sure so peace love, love you next episode